If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. It's the holidays. Can we just have some fun for the rest of 2023, please? Today we share this chat, which I feel is lost on our back feeds with the one, the only Vicky Box. We talk about it all. Brandy Glanville, Bravo, Housewives, Kelly Osborne's birthday bash, Miley Cyrus, Vicky and Brandy work together, and Vicky has a lot to say about Miss Glanville. I think is going through a tough time now. Hey, sit back. Let's have some fun. All right. Let's have a little bit of shade. This originally aired December 4th, 2020, basically almost three years ago. Sit back. Enjoy. Here is our chat with the one and only Miss Vicky Vox. And happy Thanksgiving, guys. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Vicky Vox. And if you haven't heard part one, you must. Vicky was hungover during our chat and came basically straight from Kelly Osborne's birthday party. So she dishes the dirt about what happened at Kelly's birthday party. We talk about how she knows Kelly back in the day, how they became friends, who she's performed drag for, Leonardo DiCaprio, Eddie Murphy has a whole story about Evan Ross, uh, Miley Cyrus. You have to listen to part one. And now part two of our sit down with Vicky Vox. So, okay, let's go back for a minute. When did mm-hmm. you, where are you from originally? I don't even know. Oh, girl, I'm born and raised in New Jersey. Really? South Jersey, yes, we rep Philly. No and, wonder why I like you. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm a Jersey girl at heart. I love my Jersey girls. We're wild. Um, you just fucking tell it like it is, man. Yeah, I don't have time. Love that. I grew up in Jersey. I lived in Southern California. I lived in Nebraska for a while. Toured the world for a few years. When did you first decide, when did you first do drag? Like, were you young? That was like 10 years ago. Um, what am I now? So yeah, I was like 26. That, that was it? Just 10 years ago? hmm Oh, wow. Listen, I hit the ground running, apparently. Well, I actually never wanted to be a drag queen. This was not part of the plan. I, I was a session singer and a, um, a studio singer. I had a band. Like, I really thought I was doing the singer-songwriter route. But that's not what happened. That is not what took off. I needed, I needed to be able to buy groceries and stop eating my friend's frozen burritos. So I took a job for $50, and they said, will you do drag? And I said, oh, and never stop working. What was this job, like, that had nothing to do with drag where they decided for you to do drag? Or they said, we're looking for a drag queen. We'll give you $50. Um, they originally, they, it was some bar that's no longer there. I think it was called Rain or something. Um, they were, it was originally, like, a band showcase. And I had my band. We were all ready to go. And then the promoter was like, oh, we can't afford the band. Can you do it to tracks? I was like, sure, great, whatever. About a week before the gig, they contacted me and were like, ugh. So the whole thing has changed. And it's now a lesbian night, and we would like all the performers to be in drag. Would you host the show in drag? Have you done that before? And I went, uh-huh, because I needed that $50. Mm-hmm. And so and- I, I found me a muumuu and some cross dress for less shoes and called it a day. You just figured it out? Like, you uh-huh. Well, okay, that's great, but how? then where did the name so... Like, how did the name, the name Vicky Vox is from mm. Detox? Like, Detox gave that to you? Or? I found Detox later. Um, so I picked my name. Like, I went through a lot of names. There was Shanita Nibbles. There was Cindy Whopper. You know, it was like Donatella Soul. It was some, like, wild names. Like, I really thought I was being creative. Those are all good. And Vicky is the one I landed on because it wasn't playing into, like, any of the fat jokes. It was, like, an actual person's name. 
and I felt like I could make this an actual like character because at the time I considered myself like more of an actor. And Vicky was the classiest, trashiest name I could come up with. I mean, think of all the Vickies that you know. They're I think methods. I know like one. They're organized methods. Let's look at a classic example of a Vicky. The OG of the OC. Vicky goes, mess. But also, you want to love her. Oh, she is so lovable. Right. I mean, so, uh, so messy. Uh, yes, I mean I, I know Vicky in real life now. Right. So, right, right. but I think before I knew her, I would have thought she was a more of a mess. I'm not saying like she needs to get her act together. She's a mess. Yeah. I'm saying Vicky is usually a bit wild, and you know there's something to a Victoria. When they call her Vicky, she's a little bit wild. But now, when you chose your name, you mm. didn't. You didn't. Like, she didn't enter into your mind. No, I don't. I, I wasn't thinking about her. I was actually thinking about several other Victorias that I knew. And there was this one lady from Nebraska who would, like, chain smoke. And she ran a dance studio. And she was kind of abrasive. She's kind of abrasive. And I knew that I really wanted to, like, be a ball-to-the-wall individual. So I was like, great. I'm here for Vicky. And because I like alliteration, mm-hmm. I think I might have actually chosen my last name first because I really wanted to use Vox as a last name because it's Latin for voice and I was planning on singing. So then I had to find uh, alliteration to go Vox, the Vicky Vox. It was also Vanessa Vox was a thing, all of them. I like it. But yeah, I guess Vicky is a little trashier than a Vanessa. Exactly. Vanessa will be a little sexier. You know, you just hear it. But we want to talk about detox though because she found yes. me. She adopted me because we were working together. Well, one of the first times I auditioned for her, again, I was singing Natural Woman, rolling around on the floor, and she took off her shoe and hit me, like, threw it while I was performing at me. And we had been friends ever since. She basically said, you are going to be in my show. Any show I have, you're going to be there. And we hit it off. We hung out, like, every day. Went to some wild parties. Um... We ended up at a warehouse party downtown in LA somewhere. And the two of us split up. Mind you, there was like art installations. There was like a giant TV, a giant tree inside the building. It was nuts. Split up, came back together. We had all kinds of, um, let's call them party favors. And we saw each other and we're like, look what I have. She said, look what I have. And it was like drinks and all the things. And we're like, oh, okay. So we went up to sit on this rooftop bonfire. What are all the things? You know, probably like some joints and some pills. Was it pills? I wasn't cocaine at the time. I Just like that. Was, I don't remember what I had. She'll remember it because she remembers things like that. I just remember it was like we came back together and had like cups and things in our hands and neither one of us could like actually hold it because we had enough for both of us. But like we had done it separately. So we both collected enough things for both of us. So we had enough of more than we were. Sitting at the top on the rooftop bonfire, there was no seat. And I looked around at everyone. And mind you, Detox and I are in full high horror drag. And I said, oh, hell no. Hold this. I hold my shit, D. And I threw myself at her. And I said, I know y'all see us. You see these two drag queens? Somebody's going to get the hell up so we can sit down. Sure enough, two people scurried out of there. And that's when Detox was like, oh, my God, she's my daughter. And we were family ever since. Is that how it works, like, normally when, like, a drag mother, like, is that how it works, a drag mother chooses a drag daughter? I mean, it works any kind of way. Like, um, there's people that will follow a drag queen around and, like, basically apprentice them. Like, mentor-mentee situation, like, they'll sit with them as they're painting, they'll sit in their sewing room, like, they'll learn the craft from them. Mm -hmm. But then there's, like, people like Detox who said, you're just going to hang out with me and we're going to get gigged because uh, I'm not supposed to have a child, but you're easy. I don't have to work on you. We can just get you gigged. The detox was like, this will be easy. And you just mm-hmm. moved. And was this before detox was on RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. Yes. So do you remember like when detox went on to RuPaul's Drag Race? Was that like a big thing? Oh yeah. I almost got her kicked off the show. <laughs> How? Um, so, it was her birthday, and I don't remember how we figured it, we, I found out what hotel they were staying at during filming, and me and Will and Bella 
decided to go get Detox's favorite beer, Stella Artois, and we took it. I mean, we're going to leave it as a gift in the hotel for her. We didn't know that these bitches were on lockdown. Like, the doors were taped over like summer camp. So, like, if you open the door, the production would know that you tried to leave your room. And like, oh. in order, if they wanted to, like, get out of the room, they, they passed a note under the door in the hotel. Why? Because it, it was like, what, like a wire next to the door or something? Um, it, it was, they really wanted to keep the girls. Wow. They wanted to keep the girls separated. Yeah. While they weren't filming. But that makes sense. Like locked down. It was, it was a very strange situation. I also didn't know it was going to be that serious. Like, I wasn't allowed to walk in the hallway. Well, we got clocked by one of the production people and they chased us out of the hotel and then they found Detox on set and they were like, <gasps> bless you. They were like, do you know anything about this? Da, da, da. Like this, this, it almost like ruined her entire standing in the competition. And she had worked so hard to be there. She was furious with us. And we were just trying to do something nice. You just wanted to visit. Yeah, I wanted to be nosy. <laughs> I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shapes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You guys know I love products that really work, and that's why I need to tell you about Oak Essentials. Ever since I started using Oak Essentials, I know that my skin is healthy, it's glowing, it's decadent, and it's hydrated. I feel like I have this luxe dewy glow all day. My favorite is their Moisture Rich Balm. I use a little bit during the day, and at night, I apply it generously to lock in the moisture as I sleep. You can buy the Moisture Rich Balm on its own, but I buy it as part of the Routine Product Bundle, which includes not only the Moisture Rich Balm, but the ritual oil, a cleansing balm, balancing mist, and a restorative mask. This holiday season, get yourself or someone you love Oak Essentials. It's my go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. My followers get 25% off their first order when they use our exclusive link, oakessentials.com forward slash velvet at checkout. That's 25% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com slash velvet. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. You know, Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop because Rakuten members earn cash back on everything they buy. I should know I'm a Rakuten member. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with thousands of stores across every category. Beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets. You guys are already shopping. It's the holidays. You have a lot of gifts to buy for people. So why not save while doing so? I just went on Rakuten and got gifts for so many people. I went to Adidas. I got 15% cash back. I bought my friend Susan a shirt from Banana Republic, 4% cash back. I got my family stuff from Bloomingdale's, 2% cash back. They work with so many more stores, Macy's, Ulta, Nike, Zappos, Expedia. You could even buy groceries. It's a one-stop shop place to buy gifts for everyone on your holiday list. It really is that simple. Just go to Rakuten.com and start saving today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. One of the best things about Detox, though, you know, is her love for the queen. She loves the queen Madonna. She sure does. I have started many a fight with her over that. Again, About just because I like to be a contrarian. Like, I get it. Madonna works her ass off, but like, I can sing everything Madonna sings. Like, that's not, she's not, that's, let me not judge Madonna because she's doing great. And she's done a lot, but I'm just saying, she's not necessarily the most talented individual. 
too talented at hustling and running shit. And that is a skill set I don't have. So I respect her, but I'm not like, oh, this song Madonna sang really moved me. No, it's not happening. And Detox just does not want to hear that. Mm-mm. Nope. So I would say rude things about it. I'd be like, well, you know, Madonna wasn't that great. And she'd be like, what are you talking about? And then she would compare them to Lady Gaga. It was a lot. Well, Detox also, for the last Madame X tour, she got that Polaroid the night she went. Oh, I got the phone call. I got the phone call, the, the, the cheer. It never really even happened. I mean, the thing is, I would pay a substantial amount of money if I were in the picture with Madonna, but you're not in the picture with her. It's a picture of her. I mean, I, I went to the show like 500 million times. That shit went for like thousands of dollars and thousands. But I mean, this, this is what I'm saying. Like, I can't knock Madonna. She's clearly doing something right. I'm over here not doing much, not having her money. So, like, let I can shut the hell up. But I wouldn't charge nobody all that money for a damn pole. Should I tell the real team? Yeah. Um. So sometimes that Polaroid is purchased by the show. It's a fucking plant. What do you mean? There is an envelope of money to make sure that that Polaroid sells for a certain amount. So if there's somebody in the audience who maybe doesn't have enough money to like make the number appear um, impressive, there's an envelope of money to like boost, inflate that number without like, so it's like, it's like petty cash set aside. So they'll literally give it to somebody and say, here's mm-hmm. Here, $5,000. Mm-hmm. So when this gets publicized tomorrow, we could say it sold for five thousand. So the next show, when yep. someone offers four thousand, we could say we already mm-hmm. that's below market. Yep. And how do you know all this? Um, I'm not going to say that that's how Detox got it for the right. <laughs> that might be how Detox got it for the right. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Mind you, Detox had a bunch of coins. They just said, here, hold this in case somebody outbids you. We want you to be able to have it. Which I thought was super sweet. Because, you know, it does make more sense if Detox posts that she got it than some non-well-known. Well, this is interesting. So they gave Detox money to buy it. Well, like a cushion. Because they really wanted to make cushion. um, One of her friends is in the team and was like, we really want you to have this because you are such a big fan. And like, she, she had thousands ready to go, by the way. And the production was like, basically, here, have this set aside just to make sure this happens anyway. Cause like, what if nobody has money in the audience? We need to have a plan anyway. Cause it's show business, ladies and gentlemen, this happens. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the part of the show where this happens. Now, if nobody else is ready, we still need to do this part of the show. So we have this ready to go. So it's not as shady as it sounds. And in reality, when it's your friend, when you know that this is going to mean that much to somebody, wouldn't you give them a couple dollars? Yeah. Listen, this is how it works. Also, you can't have it go for $5,000 a night and then have someone buy, pay $700. And just we're in like a cheaper city where no one wants to spend money. Right. And let's face it, the queen ain't going to look in the mirror if the shit's selling for $700 after it's sold right. for 5000 so also, I do want to add something here. Is that interesting? After that whole, all happened with these, she did go to another show and wanted to get another Polaroid. There was another fan there that basically was like, "Please don't buy another one because I really want one." And, you know, another fan. Detox came out of her pocket and gave that woman enough money to purchase it. So it was a very pay it forward situation. And yet that night, the production didn't say here's five thousand dollars more for, for your second Polaroid Detox. Right. Right. But interesting. All I know is I was there one of the first nights in New York. And when that shit was going for like $500, I'm like, this is a bargain. Like tonight's the night to buy this. Tomorrow night, your $1,000. Like this is, it was going for like five to 10 grand after a while. Mm-hmm. You know? Ooh. Okay, so That'd detox. 5000 a night. That would be great. I mean, so detox got money to buy it. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, now you love to drag right away when you started doing it. 
Oh, no, I hate drag. I still hate drag. There's something about I, I hate getting ready and I hate getting out of it. I hate putting makeup on and I hate taking makeup off. When I'm in it, I'm fine. How long does it take to get ready? Uh, it depends on what we're getting ready for. Anywhere from like a half an hour to three hours, depending on what it is. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm really good at 45 minutes. If, there, if, there's, if I'm going to work like to do a, a gig, that face is on and I'm dressed in 45 minutes. Is there like a pressure or like a, in the drag community is everyone, you know, now like you have to be on RuPaul's Drag Race to make it. Is that like the consensus? I felt that for a while. You did? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, my drag wasn't valid. Absolutely. That what you didn't have the like master's degree or you didn't have the associate's degree because you didn't go through this rite of passage. And all of that can go to hell because I'm proud of myself. I live on the motherfucking West End and I lost an award to Patti LuPone. You name me another drag queen that was ever nominated in the same award category as Patti LuPone. 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 You're welcome. I was Vicky motherfucking life. That's right. And when was that again? And what was that for? Um... I was in Little Shop of Horrors. I played the plant. And Patty LuPone was in company. This was maybe two years ago. And this is in London, in West mm-hmm. End? And I was hosting the award show. And I gracefully lost to Patty LuPone. I bowed to her on stage. Did you almost drop dead when you were nominated in the same category as Patty LuPone? I thought it was wild. I was like, come on. <laughs> what is this? What is this? And then the... Uh, the company, What's On Stage, it was the What's On Stage Award. And uh, I was like, so when Patty wins our category, and they were like, but what if you win? And I'm like, I said, girl, if I win, I'm giving Patty the award. This is dumb. Patty is winning this shit. I don't give a damn. I, this is a milestone in my life. To lose an award to Patty LuPone. Come on. That's- I'm proud of that. That's something to be proud of. I didn't. That's kind of insane. I mean, mind you, I also hosted the show that I lost the award, so that was wild. So you literally did you stand there and read your own category and say, Mm -hmm. and the nomination? I didn't read read my category. The other host did, but but you were on stage, standing right on stage. (laughs) Oh, biscuit! I'm sorry, biscuit. I was like, (laughs) I know I don't have a dog. Um. And when oh okay, I'm sorry. She's like, gosh. And when Patty came on the stage, like you bowed, and did she understand? Like you were like she, she got back. it. She bowed. Right wow. Mm-hmm. Did you have any backstage interaction with Pat? Because Miss Patty LaPoe has a little bit of a reputation. Um, I could just tell you that her energy was so rad, like. There was like a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We all see what's going on here kind of a situation. Because but when you're in like shows, when you're in, like when the show is running, so like an award show, there really isn't conversation time. There's like that we're not saying this, but I'm looking at you and you know what I'm saying right now kind of situation because we're also in front of people and on mic. So like, <laughs> there was that. But she was actually very sweet, very kind. Wow. I really lucked out. I, I have bumped into quite a lot of people who have not been their like maniacal selves that other people say they have been. Who's like one of your worst celebrity run-ins? I'll tell you. What was her name? Oh man. I don't know. I don't know this girl's name, but she was she was a singer. She had red hair. What was her name? Damn red it. hair. Um, the only, I don't remember. I, I wish the, I only remember the only singer with red hair that I can think of is Cindy Wapper, aka Cindy Lopa. Um, she was very Amy Winehouse esque. Huh. She was like a British singer, British pop singer. She had a couple cute hits, and we were doing like some uh, event in like Northern California, like Gay Days at Six Flags situation, and we were performing on like a massive out outdoor stage, and the green room was a shared green room. Yeah. And there was also a meet and greet. So we were doing our meet and greet. I wish I could remember what this girl's name was. Um, 
we were doing a meet and greet and then she had a meet and greet following. She pitched a fit because we were sharing a room. And I was really? like, girl, no, I still don't know who this girl's name is. Nobody knows who you are. How I have dare to, you have an attitude? I have to Google singers with like red hair. I'm going to find out. Anyone else that was just like someone we know that was just rude where you're just like, girl, get in your lane. You know who's a pain in the ass? Who? Dennis goddamn Rodman. Really? Dennis goddamn Rodman. If he shows up at a show, hold on. Because it's not going to go smoothly for the next hour. You're fucked. Because it's going to be about him. He's going to be obliterated. He's going to steal your microphone. He's going to make a scene. And then he's going to leave. So you just got to ride it out. You mean like at the drag shows? Mm-hmm. He would come to like... Uh, like the dive bars too. He would just show up. Dennis Rodman showing up. Don't know why he was there. He doesn't know why he was there. I think it'd be so much fun to party with Dennis Rodman, <laughs> though. I get the sense that everyone's starting to panic because it's holiday shopping time and there's not that many days left. But I'm here to tell you to relax because Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping spree stress-free. Whether you're shopping for your mom and dad, your friends, your new boyfriend, girlfriend, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I really love personalized gifts. So on Uncommon Goods, I just got a really good friend of mine who loves her dog, this customized pet embroidered sweatshirt. She's going to love it. It's a picture of her dog on it, her dog's name. And my friend Sue, she loves bourbon. I got her this awesome personalized bourbon barrel flight set. She's going to love it. So while everyone else is getting boring, lackluster, everyday run-of-the-mill gifts for all of their friends and family, you can go to Uncommon Goods to get truly unique gifts for everyone. Right now, you can get 15% off your next gift. All you have to do is go to uncommongoods.com slash velvet. That's uncommongoods.com slash velvet for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, because we're all out of the ordinary. Have you guys been on the hunt for a skincare product that actually delivers what they promise? If so, you have to try OneSkin. OneSkin products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, the OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years. What does that mean? Meaning that it's not only prevents, but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated, and glowing skin. I use all of their products. I use it on my body. I use their eye cream and their OS01 face. It's the holidays, right? The holidays are the perfect time for you guys to invest in your skin health routine and give your skin something to be truly thankful for. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with a code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code VELVET. Now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with OneSkin. Maybe at one point, but it's definitely, you know how you, you can see somebody when it's like on the fourth day of the render? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like every time I've seen them. You know who was real fun? Um, Sam Smith was real fun when he would show up places. Was he nice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way shyer than I thought he would be. Was Tara Reed's a good time. She is, right? Oh, she's a good time. Yes. She would show up and just rage? She would, I mean, she wouldn't even just, she would like, again, because professional, like what I was talking about with Marilyn Manson, she'd be sitting in the corner and you just knew she was lit because she was holding it together. She was not getting up from where she was sitting. Bitch was lit. Good for her. Has there ever have has there ever been like a celebrity who was just so drunk? I mean, like fall down or belligerent, like just so like you don't know how to hold your liquor, ma'am. You know who's like that? No, I haven't yeah. seen them, but I have heard that this person is like that. Kim Petrucci. I could see that. She apparently is like blackout drunk. Nah. Now I don't see her. Like I don't feature the full bitch. But I have heard from many after-hour situations that she doesn't have words together and she's like falling. And... But good for her. She's young. You can be messy. So 
now that you know you've it sounds like you're over the well first off i love little shop let me just say that i think as like no it's like as a play it's one of my favorite stories the music is great Mm -hmm. i just i'm not really a broadway person but there's certain shows that i just love and little shop is one of them i mean it's good is there something about it um when we were doing it because it was written by the same people that wrote the little mermaid so there's like parts of songs that sound exactly like the little mermaid so there's this um there's a song called summer that's green and it's yeah somewhere that's green and it's the same as part of your world. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was those kind, that kind of stuff would sneak me and it was very entertaining. It's all about the plant. Audrey and Audrey too are so cute. Mm-hmm. I ran that shit. It's, it's, it's a good, I mean, you should have talked to Patti Lapone about like Avita and Madonna. That, that would have got her started. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have talked to Patti Lapone. I was also in my own bubble. I was living and having a good time. Who else was there? I also got to hug Vanessa Redgrave. Is that her name? That's a that's a person, yeah. I gave her a hug too, put her head in my tits. That was really great that night. She's British. Yeah. Royalty. Um, so you feel like there's no pressure anymore on yourself to have been on drag race. And like oh, not at all. Mm-mm. I have I don't have anything to prove. Not at this point. Do you think like other queens coming up is it all about like when could i get on drag race or is that just a misconception i'm sorry you froze my internet connection was unstable oh sorry no i was gonna say like is there like with other queens coming up like is there this pressure like when could i be on drag race or that's like i'm overstating that um there are there's actually a whole this is gonna sound weird a whole crop of drag queens that grew up seeing drag race as like the ultimate so their entire learning their entire skill set is just to prepare them for drag race i don't come from that world i come from like i want to perform i don't i'll do it on tv i'll do it on an iphone i don't give a damn but i'm gonna perform whereas like they're really good at social media and they're really good at like sound bites that don't really have depth but it's character and they learned how to produce themselves from the age of 15 it's it's very strange yeah i mean that's what i would think i would think that the new generation like i would just think if you're a younger queen you grew up thinking like you have to go to drag race like that's Mm -hmm. what you are preparing for Mm -hmm. and then you get like the old queens the older queens like lady bunny and like the originals that are just like all right you could have a life without drag without drag absolutely can have a life you just have to be willing to work harder yeah the easy money of like the because you're known you have a broader reach to sell your shit and right the people that now have that reach have been gifted that platform do not have the same hustle as like the old veterans, and I don't mean old as in like dated, I mean people that have made a career out, a lifelong career out of this, they don't have the same hustle. Like, and you can look at it in like all of showbiz. So like the era of uh, club after club after club after club, film set, club after club after club, like that was the way you did it. Like everybody was on barbiturates and uppers and downers to keep them going. And that life was not sustainable, but they had that hustle. And then somewhere along the way, people were like, I don't have to work that hard. So I feel like for me, I'm trying to find the middle ground where it's like, I have the hustle. I learned how to do the hustle. I sleep on airplanes, call it a day. But then I also don't want to wear myself out like that because then I'm not giving 100%. Mind you, I'm giving 100% because if I have 50% and I give you 100% of 50%, that's still 100%. But it's exhausting. It's, listen, I would imagine being a drag queen is exhausting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always just wonder, like, just the outfits and the makeup and just all of it is, that exhausts me just thinking about it. I mean, you're doing many jobs. You're a stylist, your wigs, your wardrobe, your makeup. You're also doing um, 
stage direction. Right. You're a producer so you're, too. You're a producer. Yeah. It, you, you have, you wear so many hats that when I work with like a larger cast or like on a, a, a set of a show or like a movie kind of a situation, it's weird for me because I have to give away my control. Like I don't get to put my wig on by myself because there's like liability issues. Really? So when a drag queen's on a movie, you can't put on your own wig? Uh, well, the wig situation was um, for the West End. I couldn't huh. put my own wig on. Oh, wow. I couldn't dress myself either. Well, I just physically couldn't dress myself. But Isn't that nice, though? Like, star treatment. You would think, but, like, I'm very particular. Like, I have my ways to get dressed. And when I have somebody in the room trying to help me get dressed, now I feel crazy because all my flexing and fidgeting is being witnessed. You know, all your neuroses is on display. Yeah. What about, like, have you ever met RuPaul? I don't know. I might have crossed paths. I actually, I was, I crossed paths with RuPaul at one of the premiere parties. This is, again, I'm, I'm a stunt queen and I don't even know it. I wore underwear and a Snuggie to that season premiere party. Okay. In public. And walked right in front of RuPaul and was like, hey girl! <laughs> yeah, girl. And did RuPaul uh, say... Was in, like full suit. All these queens are in like high four glitter, sequins, feathers, boas, and I'm like in the Snuggie and underwear in the middle of a club. Like what? The underwear was outside the Snuggie? Oh, that's I had this nice. Snuggie on like a robe. I basically wore a robe to the club. Okay, well, that's nice. I'm so special. What? No, I mean, I love it. What is like, are you friends with any of the queens besides Detox that like have been on RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, do you oh, have any? Quite a few. Like, actually. who are some of your drag friends that we would know? Your close circle. Well, in LA, it's actually a very tight-knit family. So you have... Mayhem Miller, Raja, old Chad Michaels. You have Delta Works. Who else works on the show? Sonique is like a sister to me. Angina. Mm, I like Angina. Jamie Brown is a wild one. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I don't even know who lives here anymore. Do you think like the New York and the LA girls have a leg up on Drag Race? Um, I think they just have a leg. Um, okay, I wouldn't say a leg up, but. Re- drag is very regional and that's with most things food is regional and even performance styles LA and drag represent their cities the same way you think they would represent their, their city New York drag is very for the back of the house it's very stage it's out there where LA drag is very film and TV driven so like come look at me I'm over here it's, it's, it's the energy is different really you see a difference between New York and LA drag Oh, yeah. And the best drag queens know how to adapt to the situation and use both of those techniques and styles. And what LA drag is more about, like, look at me and, like, maybe I'm going to be on film and TV. And New York drag is what, like, let's be over the top in performance? Or am I just making yeah. that up? No, that's, that's kind of what it is. It's like uh, stage and screen. So, like, the screen is nuance, subtlety. Whereas the stage is you have to put the energy to the back of the house. Everybody needs to feel what you're feeling. So like it's the, it's the difference between putting yourself out there for people to pick it up and enjoy and putting yourself in a position for people to come worship you where it's the same, you get the same result. It's just a different way of achieving it. That makes sense. Now, let's talk about your love of the housewives. Because I know that when I was on your podcast, the, oh, doing, yeah. the doing Great with Vicky Vox podcast, which yeah. thank, thank you for having me. It was a good time. I thought I was just coming on to have a nice little chat with you. And the next thing I knew, we have a card reading. Yeah. It's really fun. I like it because that way I don't have to prepare any questions. Listen, I mean, I, who, who doesn't want their cards read? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get my cards read every day. Um, so when did your, like, you just loved Housewives right from the beginning? I think I did. Really? Well, I think I've, I've always loved reality TV. 
like you, real world back in the day. I loved. Um, what else? All of them. You name it, I've watched it. Like Laguna I, Beach, The Hills. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Um, I've even like, what is it? I was on The Hills. You were? Oh, yes. I've been on quite a few. You're in LA. It happened. I know, but The Hills is like, I just sat down with three people from The Hills. Best best show ever. Literally the best show that's possibly ever existed. What, is it The Hills? It was Heidi, Heidi Montag? Yeah, Heidi and Spencer. That's The Hills. Because mm-hmm. she, was, she was at my job for her bachelorette party. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to Google this now. Yeah. I was hoping for it. And who doesn't um, love Heidi? She's, again, very sweet. But also, I feel like people are intimidated by me, so they might not be the full sound. They're like, I mean, I could see you, like, especially when you're in drag. Like, listen, I feel people are nice to the drag queens always, don't you think? Or no? Is that just a misconception? Um, and people it, it again, and people flirt with the drag queens. Like, don't all the cute oh. boys flirt with you? Yeah. The so that's... Is, Gotta be I'm nice. I'm not allowed to flirt back because I end up with husbands. Mm. Even if the husband already has a wife. So I have to be very careful. Like Gerard Butler. Exactly. What is your, so what are your, like, what's your favorite Real Housewife franchise? Oh, that's such a good question. Like, such a good it's question. hard. Each one has different moments. Like, if we're going for, like, full glamour camp, it's Beverly Hills. But if you want, like, drama of it all, you're talking about Jersey. And then if you want, like, okay, so. If you want alcoholism and falling down New York City. Absolutely, 100%. Which I say with with pride. I I love them. Um, Atlanta used to be, like, the shadiest bitches. Like, so it was the most fun that way. Not necessarily that anymore. It's finding itself again. And it has moved over to Potomac because you got Karen and you have all, um, is her name Giselle? Yeah. Uh, they, listen, it takes a certain woman to go, I can't stand you, but we can kiki. We can throw jokes at each other and it's no longer personal because we have an understanding. Like those two are never going to be best friends. That's how I would be if I were hired by the housewives. Like, you look at, like, a Luann. Like, Luann really kind of stays out of it. I would be like, give me my fucking check, direct deposit it into my account, and here we have another season, let's go. And I don't care. You can say anything about me until the cows come home. Just please, that check needs to clear. And once it does, and you're in season fucking 12, that's like almost at seven figures, sweetie. So, yeah, like you get up like the, like, like Sonia, Ramona, Mm -hmm. Luann, like they're, I mean, I'm, I don't work for Bravo, but I'm telling you, it's like seven, eight, nine. That's what it starts with. Good for Like we're up there. I think I will always love the OC because it did start it all. But it's one of the ones that's like, ever evolving it's going through an interesting phase now isn't it yes you know what's really funny have you ever like gone back to look at the first season okay so i just sat down with lots of first season oc people so because of that joe and all of them i sat down with joe i sat Mm -hmm. down with gina keogh i sat down with miss gumbleson we got a lot coming here i'm behind the velvet rope and i'm so excited i just shut up because i was like yeah, no, like, listen, you'll, you know what it is? I don't want to spoil anything, should they come out, probably, but you could just, I don't know how, I don't know how you feel being a fellow podcast host, mm. but I feel you can, listen, it's three categories. Sometimes I'm like, this is going to be amazing. You sit down mm-hmm. with the person, you're like, that was fucking amazing. Just mm-hmm. what I expected. Other times you are so excited and you're like, that fell so short. That fell so short. And then other times I'm like, eh, I'm I'm prepared. I I don't just do a show without preparing, but I'm like, I don't really need to prepare because I don't give a fuck. This is such like a, you know, a D-list show. And you're like, that guest was so fucking great. I, 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 like I am eating my words 
I am so sorry. Okay. So I, I've had mixed experiences with all the OC people. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I don't need to name any names. Right. But no, some no. were just, one in particular, I was like, oh, this is awful. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And then others, you're just like, this was just a pleasant experience. Right. Very, oh, you know, I forgot to message Carlton for you. I will do that. Um, so you basically, in your little, the three category situation. Yes. You nailed how I feel about, well, like somebody's first season on The Housewives. It's also like how I feel about like um, The Voice contestant. Or, so like there are three categories. You either come up to the stage and audition looking like you might be mediocre. And you are mediocre. You're perfectly good. You are a big fish in a small pond, but that's not gonna be the ticket. And then there's the ones who look crazy. And you're like, oh, this might surprise us. And it might, and it might really go off the rails and it might be exciting. Or it might be a complete letdown. Yes. Then you have the ones who you're like, this is going to be just fine. And they look kind of ho-hum. But then these are the ones that producers like will dress up as the season goes along. And then all of a sudden they started like, um, they started like Denise Richards and they end up like Erica Jane. Yeah. Right. Those are always the stars where their talent just hasn't been like softer. Look at like Carrie Underwood. I mean, she's drop right. dead gorgeous. That, they dressed her down and then dressed her up. I was like, ah ha ha! I'm here for it. She's like a runway model. She's like, she's got her good fashions. Yeah, okay. I'm sure she has a stylist and a whole fucking team. But like, right. look at where she started. She didn't even know what Calamari was, or maybe that was Kelly Pickler. I can't remember, but it was one of them. I mean, yes, that's Kelly Idol, Pickler not the voice. Too. Did you watch that? Yeah, it was cute. No, it was but, you know, I get it. What do you think? How do you feel about Kathy Hilton joining as a friend Beverly Hills? Miss Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton is wild. I don't think anybody is ready for Kathy Hilton. Whatever you think about Kathy, don't. Don't think it. Let her show you who she is. She is a woman. That is a woman. She knows what she's about. She's living her life. I have bumped into her several times. One time was after a, a party. I was walking home down the street. She was in the car. Bitch, she was honking the, the, the car, hanging out the window. And I, was, I have no idea what she said, but I knew she was yelling at me. She's a good time. I, I, I would let go of any expectations you have of Kathy Hilton because I guarantee you she is going to do it her own way. And like the drama that's going to, with you know, listen, something's going to come out about family drama. I mean, oh, the absolutely. producers will, you know, they'll pull it out again. But also here's the thing. I, from what I have witnessed living in LA, I would know better than to try to overproduce Kathy Hilton. I, I would not, if I was her story producer, I would not plant stuff. I would not try to Lisa Vanderpump her. I wouldn't throw a magazine in a suitcase and hope she brings it up. No, 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 because she is smarter than that. And she will get your ass, but she will get a legal team. So that's how I feel about that. I take it Lisa Vanderpump is not your favorite. I actually loved Lisa. But there came a time when it was like, okay, you know, people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. She was definitely a She's Lisa Vanderpump's not a lifetime for you. Not. Mm-mm. What about Rena? Or have you started to like kind of fade on Rena? Oh, no, I love Lisa Rena because she knows what she's doing. She, she knows what she's doing. She knows exactly. She has been Lisa Rinna from day one. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the career housewives just know what they're doing. You really don't know until you throw them in. But it's like, well, I talk to a lot of one-hit wonders or two-season uh, yeah. wonders, and the story is always the same. Every single one of them has the same story. They're like, I came and I thought I was going to talk about my life and show my life. And I'm like, sweetie, nobody cares about your real life. Nobody. So thank you for sharing your real life. Right. But when, when, when they wanted you to jump off the deep end and you said, but I would never do that in real life and you wouldn't do it. Well, sweetie, that's why you're fired after one year. And you got your 60 grand. So just enjoy it. But 
they don't want that your real life. They want you to know how to do it. Like I always said, if I got cast on a reality show, I would be there for 10 years. I would know exactly what to do. I got it. I don't need any direction. And you can literally wind me up like a fucking church mouse and tell me to go find cheese in the fucking corner. (laughs) And I would do it. And I don't care. Just whatever you want me to do, I will do. Right. You want me to flip a table? Just tell me what you need right now. I'll do it. Right. Call me what you want. Sling mud. I don't give a fuck. I just, I don't understand people that get so upset at their castmates. It's like, it's your Mm -hmm. job. Just take I need to to go back to Lisa Vanderpump because now that we're talking about it, I realize what it is. The ones that can like, so there is that, that fine line of like, yes, this is reality TV, but we're also putting on a show. And for me, Lisa Vanderpump never lets the audience see her vulnerable. So like Lisa Rinna will give you a single tear. Lisa Vanderpump can't be like, I'm sorry. So the that one- really got to me. Like you just can't admit that you're human like the point of reality TV is for people to relate to you. Like, girl. Well, I think that's why a lot, but so, but you don't have an issue with Erica Jane or you have the same issue with Erica? Oh, I don't have the same issue with Erica Jane because she is very clear about who she is and she does have moments where like, she goes to visit grave sites. And, you know, she wrote an entire book about her life, which I did listen to. Didn't read it, but I listened to it. And we all listen very, to it. We've had very, we've had her her co-author Brian Moylan on this very podcast. Jealous and love that. Love it. She's very honest in that book that like she went through the struggle and she's clear about that. Like no, she's not going to be a broke down damsel in distress now because she's gotten through it. Whereas I feel like no, I I do love Lisa Vanderpump. I just feel like she never let people see her struggling. That's fair enough. I think that's a lot of people's criticism. Everyone on this podcast thinks I always come for Lisa Vanderpump and Erica Jane. I don't come for anyone. Right. I, invi- I, I invite guests on and I listen to what they have to say. I have no agenda against anyone. I will say this about Erica Jane. I did talk shit about her before she was ever on the Housewives. I did. I did. Because th- there was a consensus over here in LA that she... That she's the best drag queen that's ever existed? Well, that, and we would get mad at her for coming to like perform in our clubs. Like, what is this middle-aged woman doing? Get her off the stage. <laughs> but then I fell in love with her. Oh. She does work her ass off, so I had to have her. Did you see the last year, pretty the 2018 Pretty Mess tour? No, it, I did not. It made a few stops, and one of them was like, well, let me just tell you something. As any, there's not one gay man that exists in the world that should not have been in that establishment. It is the best experience. I think women enjoyed it too, mm-hmm. but there's no gay man that, I mean, it was just a gift from all above. There was patting the puss and expense. Yes. There was just, oh, and the backup dancers, honey. Oh, listen, just cause you have backup dancers, they're not always cute. A lot of people like need to go through and like reshuffle their choices. Erica is like literally every single one of them was like so hot and she made sure they were living for her in the performance. Like it was all about bowing down and kissing the ring. And it was just, it was heaven. And everyone listening to this needs to go Google and find live streaming of like the pretty mess. It was amazing. I have a question. Yes. Uh, When does Dallas come back on? I need my housewife of Dallas. Probably like, well, Jersey is probably February, mm-hmm. and I think Dallas is probably going to be January. That's my prediction. Maybe December. That's my prediction. Okay, so I'm soon. Sure. I mean, we're here, guys. December. It's, it's here. Um, what about Miss Kemsley, Dorit? That's she my found girl. Her footing. She found her footing. Right? Yeah. I, think, I think Dorit's the MVP of this past season. I think she mm-hmm. won the whole damn season. Mm-hmm. She she pulled the Luann. She stayed out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dory is like her. right. She has a voice. Mm-hmm. But also, old uh, PK has found. And I don't. I don't mean this in a condescending way. But he has found his footing as well. To like, don't come at me next. Just be there and be the husband. 
<laughs> I think, well, that's what I think is so interesting about some of these women. It's like, it is, you know, there's this whole debate that goes on forever. Like, is the housewives misogynistic? And Andy's like laughing and getting rich off all these women hating each other. Mm-hmm. Or is it like women empowerment, you know, in the sense that like these women are stronger than their men, lots of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's nice to see, you know? Yeah, like wow. PK, just stay in the background, PK, man. Mm-hmm. Did Speak- you watch the last episode of Potomac? Karen, Karen and uh, old Black Bill Gates, they were talking about that very thing. Where he yeah. told her, have you thought about the fame and the newfound fortune? going to your head and I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, this is the Grand Dame. I mean, the Grand Dame can do whatever she wants, honey. Right. Karen is my favorite. I've met them all. Karen is my favorite part of Potomac. I'm sorry, Giselle. Thank you for coming on Behind the Velvet Rope. I love you. You are gorgeous. You are a great podcast guest when you came out. Karen, it's all about the Grand Dame. I love the Grand Dame. Absolutely. She don't play, man. Listen, but, I, I still love Robin for showing up at them pizza boxes. I. But you know what? And I've said this before, and I mean this. This isn't just a fa- phase. The best Bravo pet in the history is T'Challa. I am ob, literally obsessed with T'Challa. I don't want to hear about Jiggy. I don't want to hear about Coco Singer. Mm-mm. To me, life begins and ends with T'Challa Samuels. Literally. Okay, I'm I'm in a similar situation, but my favorite pet is no longer on the air. It was Lily Golicki's dog that ran in circles. That's a good one. That was my favorite, Bravo. That's because- <laughs> that's that's a really good one. Because it didn't have to do anything but try to walk forward, and, and that was a struggle, and that was just my favorite thing in life. <laughs> and I don't even know what's going on with Shaz's sunset. Like Mike and Paulina. I don't know if it's going to last, but Mike and Paulina are off Instagram. Huh. They've taken themselves. I mean, I don't know I what I still have means. a scar on my leg from that show. What do you mean? Um, there, I would show you, but I'm not. You were mind. on Shaw's? Uh-huh. We were, again, Bravo's really good for those pride floats. And the Shaw's had one one year. And they booked us to hang out on this big gold boat. Now, Reza wasn't even on the Pride Float. So I was like, what is this? And then I was like, I'm not getting in this actual TV drama. It is what it is. Um, Mike is definitely a party monster. Love it. But anyway, so I was standing on the boat, and I wasn't paying attention because I was also drinking. And the boat stopped, and Vicky Vox did not. And I went tumbling down these stairs, busting my leg right the hell open. All from being on the Shaw's Pride Float. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to mind my business, but... Can't do nothing simple. Do you have any other, like, interactions with Bravo celebrities, you know, like, that you can think of? Uh, Miss Patty, what's her name? Patty Stanger? Uh, that's, 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 oh, that's my girl. Tell me about this. You, you, um, you, you like, don't have to like her. I'm just, you know. Oh, you know, I, I will say, <coughs> back to you, you had one of those questions, like, did anybody, like, go, make you go, whoa. Patty made me go, whoa. She was like the first person that I experienced in LA who was not who they were on camera. Now, I'm not saying that she was a different person. I'm saying, I don't, I don't know her, but now knowing what I know, I would say that she was in her head about some other stuff that was not what was happening in front of her. Like she just wasn't present, if that makes sense. She was present when the cameras were on, but when the cameras were done rolling, she was not in the room. She was doing her taxes or something. Did you, why you saw her like during a filming a millionaire matchmaker? We we were yeah we filmed an episode where they were like saying bingo in a bar or something and we were all sitting at the table and she was great cameras were on rolling wonderful light up the room the minute the cameras were done whoop, gone I was like just also, like to me that's like the sign of a professional you turn it on you turn it off well yeah and like room you know from the girls i've had on here from drag race that's how rue is very that which i could get it like i mean especially like rupaul like that many seasons in i don't know it's it's work you know like i'm, just, I'm gonna have to bite my tongue on this one. Oh, tell us no i mean listen i've 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 heard stories i mean 
Hollywood is the city of illusion. None of it's real. But then you find the, the ones that actually are real. And they, like Kelly Osbourne, who is who she is all the time. Then there's some that are just for the cameras and it's their job. It's not their life, it is their job. So I look at Rue like that's his job. This is not his life. This helps him live his life, if that makes sense. Well, and it helps him live a very good life. Well, that and fracking. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, th there was an article that said that RuPaul leases out his lands to fracking companies in like Montana or something. He owns acreages and he leases it out for the companies to like dig for oil. Well, that's got to put money in his pocket. Does. I don't know how I feel about that in the environment, but you know, everybody say love, so. Seriously. And you're saying RuPaul is one of those who like, this is a business and you're implying it's not so nice when the cameras are not rolling. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you cannot have a, a tagline, everybody say love, and then have a competition series where people are pitted against each other. It doesn't line up not a supportive show and you can do a supportive competition series have you seen the great british baking show they support each other you can do it it is possible do you is there i mean are there a lot of queens that feel that rupaul is like a sellout look <clears throat> i'll say this you are not going to make the kind of money that people dream of making without selling out a little bit. You're going to have to make some compromises. You're going to have to give a little bit of your soul to get where you need to go. I'm not here to judge what anybody else has done. You got to do what you got to do for you. And I can't say that if I lived your life, I wouldn't make the exact same that's that's a very well i mean i think that kind of says it all <laughs> um is there anything else here today that we did not discuss that you would like i like to give people a chance at the end to bring anything up yeah i mean and everyone does need to go to doing great with vicky vox it's a great podcast but tell me t tell me what you were going to say what would you um, like to discuss that i've not brought up well, I just wanted to tell everybody, if you still listen to this, that uh, I, in this quarantine, I have worked on a little web series about putting on a one-woman show with an entire team that I'm working with that is in London. We put together a web series about the work that's happening to make this one-woman show happen and the struggle that that is. And wait it's coming out it's gonna drop like once a week. It's gonna be very cute. Wait, so like it's a one-woman show that's ultimately going to be seen somewhere or no it's all on the internet it's about the one woman show like that's that's fine that we talk about it's an idea but you see like me arguing with the music director or like having snacks and completely missing a meeting that, that very... sounds and you have all these people have films with you like over mm -hmm. the oh wow we have a very special guest i would love to tell everybody who she is but i'm not gonna do it because it is a surprise but she is in the show and i'm very i'll tell you when this thing is up okay um, I can't believe that she said yes to the project. So I'm very excited. And where can we watch that when it's out? Oh, it's going to be on the YouTube. But you can find me. Find me on all the social medias at the Vicky Box on Twitter, Instagram, thevickybox.com. And I will be posting about it because I think that uh, it's really good for us to share the struggle that we're all going through and have a laugh about it because it's the only way I'm going to get through it. It sounds like a great idea. Everyone needs to check that out and the podcast and follow you online. You have been just, I mean, this whole Kelly Osborne birthday party, that, that took, I mean, listen, I, I did not expect that. I expected housewives and drag talk. So right, right. <laughs> thank you for providing more. See, you're going to go in the category of guests where I say I expected good, but we got right. even better. <laughs> so... Everybody, the one and only amazing Vicky Vox, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, lovely. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.